Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark, and we are back. Took a break, uh, did not have an episode on Sunday, just felt sacrilegious. Uh, we are back today, with three weeks from today being the the goal. My My job, my responsibility is to cover what happened this past weekend, what it means, what is going to potentially be a factor with the NFL draft. And in that, we also need to talk about the schedule release. And you, you might be thinking, well, what did, why talk about the schedule release, Michael? It doesn't even matter. No, it, it, it does. It, it matters a great deal because the schedule can make or break your season. For example, if your team has to fly and cover the most miles of a season because, yeah, you play these teams every year and you're normally 20 you know, miles up the road, but now you're flying all the way out to Washington. You're flying all the way out to you know, California and you got to play these teams. That can make or break your season. And so I do want to react to the NFL season uh, schedule release. You know, normally I would say let's do a live show for that, but they almost always do it on a Wednesday night, so you know that's out of the question. But today we're going to be talking about round four and five uh, of the NFL draft and six and seven as well, trying to just cover what happened. And you might be thinking, there's 159-something picks, almost 156 picks. Yeah, we need to get started, okay? Um I don't want to drag this out. After round four, there are a couple of names that pop up that I will be excited to talk about. But really, round four, in a lot of ways, is where the NFL draft starts to fall off. And there's a reason why the NFL has rounds four, five, six, and seven all sandwiched together. Seven hours of coverage on a Saturday dedicated Two rounds, four, five, six, and seven. We're going to try to do it in 40 minutes. So I have 38 minutes to cover a 156 picks. Let's get started. The New Orleans Saints traded up with the Chicago Bears to the very beginning of round four, and the Saints took Nick Saldaveri, a guard out of Old Dominion. I, I was a little surprised. I figured this was a different player that they were going to be taking, but then I thought, you know what? The Vegas Raiders also traded up with Houston. Cool. Yeah, the, the Raiders also surprised me because they took Ja'Cory and Bennett, a cornerback out of Maryland. But finally, the Philadelphia Bulldogs traded with the Houston Texans, who owned the third pick of the fourth round due to that trade with Arizona. And the Eagles allowed the stop, or the free fall to stop. Keely Ringo, cornerback, Georgia, goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. It should make you sick if you're not a Georgia, or if you're not a, uh, I say Georgia, they might as well be Georgia at this point. If you're not an Eagles fan, this draft should make you uncomfortable because all of the holes that everybody said that they had, including us, seemingly were filled within the first 105 picks. And they were filled well. Because shortly after Keely Ringo was selected, the Eagles also traded for DeAndre Swift, the running back from the Detroit Lions. And I thought it was hilarious. The general manager for the Lions was asked after they took Jameer Gibbs in round one at 12 overall, hey, uh, what does this mean for DeAndre Swift? And the guy, <laughs> the, 
the GM was like, well, you know, uh, um, Swift is, is, is in the building and he is, uh, 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 on the team as of now. We, we don't, we, we don't foresee any conversations about anything other than that. You know, he's, he's, he's on the team right now. And everybody knew this was coming. That's, that's typical GM speak for, we are actively trading this man. Hit us with your best offer. And I just, I don't see that being the smartest play. You know, just field the trade calls and say no comment. Or just say, hey, if somebody wants to offer us a king's ransom for DeAndre Swift, we'll listen. Are you really telling me, I know I'm getting sidetracked, hold on. Are you really telling me that if the Kansas City Chiefs were offered Josh Allen and five first-round picks as well as a few other assets, that the Chiefs would just emphatically say no? I don't buy that. I could be wrong, but I just don't buy that. You listen to a trade for just about anybody on your team. Eagles traded up, and they take Keely Ringo. The Colts are now on the board at 106, and they take Blake Freeland, offensive tackle out of BYU. Next several players, not really anything of note in my opinion. Uh, you have New England Patriots taking Jake Andrews as center. You have uh, the Seattle Seahawks taking Anthony Bradford a guard, and then the Houston Texans taking Dylan Horton, an edge player. But the next two picks are very important because the Indianapolis Colts were back on the clock after a trade with the Atlanta Falcons, and they take Aditomiwa Adibaware, defensive tackle out of Northwestern. What many people had suggested the Chiefs were going to take at 31, who many people had suggested the the Eagles were going to take at 30, or the Steelers were going to take at 17 in some of the mock drafts I even read. He was a first-round pick, and he fell to the Indianapolis Colts in round four, and I think that's a really good steal for them. Another player that fell happened in the very next pick. The Cleveland Browns select Dewan Jones, offensive tackle, Ohio State. I was really hoping the Steelers were going to get lucky here. Didn't happen. Oh, well. Uh, but I think Dewan Jones could carve out a roster spot on the Cleveland Browns because he doesn't have to play. They have two starting tackles right now. They can bring him in on the running downs. I, I heard somebody, I think Daniel Jeremiah was talking about that. They could bring him in on the uh, the goal line package. But I think Dewan Jones ended up in, in a very good spot in Cleveland, as well as another player later on in this draft ended up with Cleveland as well. The New England Patriots traded with the New York Jets. I don't know what they gave up. It doesn't, doesn't tell me, I don't think. Um... They, they traded up to 112 for a kicker. Chad Ryland out of Maryland. Yippee. Ugh. The Atlanta Falcons take Clark Phillips the third. They get a cornerback here, and I love the pick because Clark Phillips the third was a guy that was getting some second-round mentions. And something I don't think we've gotten a chance to discuss yet because we weren't really sure how this draft was going to play out. And I wanted to kind of wait and see. One of the things about mock drafts that is so hard, and I got six picks wrong, so I mean, you know, nobody's perfect. But what is so hard is the NFL teams are paid, paid to misdirect you. And so you really have to get lucky on some of these picks. But I read Clark Phillips III's name on multiple mock drafts of being a top two round pick. 
here he is in round four. You just never know. You just never know. The Panthers are on the clock. They take Chandler Zavala, a guard out of North Carolina State. Yes, protect Bryce Young at all costs. Do whatever you have to do. Trade for whoever you have to trade. Keep that man upright because he could be your quarterback for decades. Decades? Yeah, at least two. Keep him upright. Then you have the Chicago Bears on the clock, and they, they make a very interesting selection with Roshan Johnson, a running back out of Texas, the guy that backed up B. John Robinson. Um, Eric Edholm, you might remember we talked about him. Uh, basically, the statement is that if Roshan Johnson was not behind Bijan Robinson, then he would have played a lot more at any other school. And he's a nice player that runs hard, and I think the Bears made a good pick there. At pick number 116, the Green Bay Packers selected Colby Wooden, linebacker out of Auburn. You know, I don't really have much to say. Uh, basically about the next seven picks. Um, let's see here. Chicago Bears were taking Roshan Johnson. Green Bay Packers take Colby Wooden. Then Sidey Sal, New England Patriots, a guard. And then the Commanders took a guard, Braden Daniels. Kansas City Chiefs traded up to take Chamari Connor a cornerback out of Virginia Tech. And I just have a feeling Chamari Connor is going to end up making a game-winning play that seals the deal for a Super Bowl berth because that is what the Kansas City Chiefs have done the last five, six years now. They draft some rando who is absolutely spectacular, phenomenal, phenomenal player. Here we go. Carter Warren to the New York Jets. They got their offensive tackle 106 picks later. The Jacksonville Jaguars took Ventro Miller, a linebacker out of Florida. I don't know what they're doing uh, here because I think there's a couple of better players on the board, and you have a really solid linebacker room. So I don't know what – the Jaguars are not done in the linebacker department, so I don't know if they expect him to play edge, if they think that, hey, he's just a good depth piece. We didn't really have anybody else on the board, but I find that hard to believe. The Arizona Cardinals select John Gaines a second, a guard out of UCLA. The Seattle Seahawks selected Cameron Young, a defensive tackle out of Mississippi State. The Baltimore Ravens selected Tavius Robinson, edge out of Mississippi. Los Angeles Chargers selected Darius Davis. Um, Darius Davis. And then Isaiah McGuire, defensive end, goes to the Browns. Um, Let's see here. Then, okay, I was so happy when this happened. We were out, you know, going somewhere. And I had the draft on, and the pick came up that um, the New Orleans Saints traded up and selected Jake Hayner, the quarterback out of Fresno State. And you might remember, in my mock draft, I said, wouldn't it just be phenomenal, amazing, if the Saints said, you know what, we don't know that we can trust Derek Carr, so let's get another quarterback, and let's just take the guy out of Fresno State who's basically – you know, Derek Carr. Um, but the quarterback run was not done. The Rams decided to have some fun. And they made a trade with Cleveland. No, that, that rhymed kind of, but it was not what they did. They traded with the Giants. And they took Stetson Bennett. Whew. You know what? I'm 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 gonna say it. If you listen to this podcast 
and your statement about Stetson Bennett is that he's not going to be a good quarterback simply because of his character. Okay, that can happen, sure. But somehow Baker Mayfield is still currently in the NFL fighting for a job. Yeah, keyword there is fighting, but he's still in the NFL. Well, Johnny Menzel, Johnny Menzel is not the example you need to go to. Stetson Bennett is more Baker Mayfield than he is Johnny Menzel. And I still hold through that if Stetson Bennett was drafted by a trash organization as far as how they handle their players like Cleveland, I'm sorry, that's not a diss on you Cleveland fans, it's just a fact, then I would be worried about him. But he gets to go to the Los Angeles Rams where Matthew Stafford is going to be the quarterback this year unless he gets hurt. He gets to go to the Rams, which have a pretty spectacular offense when healthy. He gets to go to the Rams, who have a very quarterback-friendly head coach. Stetson Bennett, the ball is in your court. And if you told me that Stetson Bennett was six foot four, with the stats that he had the last two years at Georgia, he very likely would have been the number one pick. But Bryce Young, stop, stop. Like, come on. The biggest knock on Stetson Bennett is his height and his character. But character goes out the window when the measurables are high. Bryce Young literally got drafted because of his ability, and it outweighed his height. For some reason, we don't give Stetson the same benefit. His stats are better than Anthony Richardson. His stats are better than Will Levis. His stats are better than Hendon Hooker. The last two years, at least. Now, maybe I'm wrong on Hendon Hooker, but I don't think I am. I would be more than happy to receive your email, go versus go to gmail.com. At pick number 129, the Dallas Cowboys select Vilaimi Fehoku Jr., defensive end. At pick number 130, the Jacksonville Jaguars selected a defensive end, Tyler Lacey. At pick number 131, the Cincinnati Bengals take Charlie Jones, a wide receiver out of Purdue. And the funny thing is, that wide receiver carved up Joey Porter Jr., who the Steelers selected in round two. We'll see what happens. I think that's an interesting storyline to follow. At pick number 132, the Pittsburgh Steelers are back on a clock after a trade from the Carolina Panthers uh, that netted them both Darnell Washington and Nick Herbig. Uh, I like the pick of Nick Herbig. I think he could be a player that is able to spell T.J. Watt. I think he's able to perhaps even be somebody that if Alex Highsmith wants a big-term contract, big long-term contract, and we can't give it, Nick Herbig could just slide right in. Final three picks don't really have much to say. Uh, Pick 133, Tyler Scott, wide receiver out of Cincinnati, goes to the Bears. Jay Ward, cornerback, goes to the Minnesota Vikings. And then Aiden O'Connell, quarterback, goes to Las Vegas Raiders. That one's an interesting one to follow, but I really don't think anything will come of it specifically. Uh, So let's move on to round five. We have to pick up some pace. At round five, the Jacksonville Jaguars made another trade, and they traded up for a linebacker, Yasir Abdullah. Do y'all remember Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma 
and Foy Sadaluakan, your linebackers that are currently on your team, what are you, the Kansas City Chiefs? Come on. Like, let <laughs> this is insane. I don't know what the Chief, what the Jaguars are doing. See, I even just Freudian slipped them into the Chiefs. Yeah, anyways, the Washington Commanders take edge player K.J. Henry out of Clemson. The Colts take Darius Rush, a cornerback out of South Carolina. I really liked that pick. Um, Again, Darius Rush was a guy, a name that I heard quite a bit from people talking about him being a top four round. Well, he slips to the fifth, but fifth round picks are people too, and they can definitely make an impact in the NFL. Watch out for Darius Rush. That one could be an intriguing one. The Cardinals take Clayton Toon, quarterback out of Houston, and I was a little surprised at that because he's not the best quarterback on the board. Dorian Thompson uh, Robinson was on the board, and he was selected the very next pick to the Cleveland Browns. I wish I could have flipped those because the Cardinals could actually be competitive if Dorian Thompson Robinson starts some game for, games for them next year. That would That would intrigue me more. But I do look to see Clayton Toon potentially starting some games this season. The Minnesota Vikings selected Jacqueline Roy at 141, a defensive tackle. Browns are back on the clock, and they took Cameron Mitchell, a cornerback out of uh, Northwestern. The New York Jets selected Israel Abinikanda, a running back out of Pittsburgh, and that was an interest, interesting pick because Bryce Hall, Bryce, Brees Hall, excuse me, did get hurt last year. And you don't know what Michael Carter is able to do. He's not done much. You have Zonovan Knight, but he was really an undrafted free agent that thrived for you. I think Israel has a real good chance to play. The New England Patriots are on the clock, and they take Antonio Maffi, a guard out of UCLA, and the Carolina Panthers make one of my favorite picks in this round, uh, Jamie Robinson, a safety out of Florida State. This is going to allow Jeremy Chin to go back up to the middle, you know, of the field, not have to play back. I think Robinson will end up starting. The New Orleans Saints selected, uh, let's see here, Jordan Howden, a safety out of Minnesota. The Tennessee Titans said, you know what, there are wide receivers on the board, but we just don't care. Um, We're going to take Josh Weil, a tight end out of Cincinnati. Beautiful. The Chicago Bears take another linebacker. Um, Noah Sewell, linebacker out of Oregon. I, I don't know what the Bears are doing at linebacker. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And that's why I'm not a, in, in the front office. That's why I don't get a say. Anyways, the Green Bay Packers selected Sean Clifford, quarterback out of Penn State. And then the Buffalo Bills selected Justin Shorter, a wide receiver out of Florida. The Seattle Seahawks selected Mike Morris, a defensive end out of Michigan, and a pick that was traded to them by the Steelers uh, when they drafted or when they traded a Kel Witherspoon to the Steelers cornerback. Uh, that was a couple of seasons ago now. Detroit Lions take Colby Sorsdahl, an offensive tackle out of William & Mary. Servasier uh, Dennis, a linebacker out of Pittsburgh, goes to the Buccaneers. Olu Oluwatt. Timmy, a center out of Michigan, goes to the Seahawks. Daryl Luter Jr. Uh, is a cornerback who goes out of South Alabama to the 49ers. The Los Angeles Chargers select Jordan McFadden, a guard out of Clemson. 
a pick that I was not happy to see. Caillou Blue Kelly, cornerback, goes to the Baltimore Ravens. Leave it to Baltimore to do something nasty like that. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts select Daniel Scott, a safety out of California. Green Bay Packers selected Dontavian Hicks, or Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks, I will get your name right eventually, sir. A wide receiver out of Virginia at 159 overall. At 160, Antonio Johnson, a safety that I thought would go higher out of Texas A&M, was selected uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick Hampton, an edge out of Appalachian State, goes to the Rams. Will Mallory, a tight end, goes to the Colts. Chase Brown to the Bengals. That's a running back that I would I'd keep my eye on it. I'd keep my eye on it. Uh, Fifth-round picks are not guaranteed to start, but I'd keep my eye on it. Another one of my favorite picks of this round, though, was Minnesota Vikings selecting Jaron Hall. He fell. I whiffed on this. I thought he'd be a third, fourth-round pick. He ends up in the fifth. That's okay. Uh, I think he will, again, have a shot to potentially play for the Vikings and play some meaningful football. Chicago Bears at 165 take Terrell Smith, cornerback. Kansas City Chiefs take B.J. Thompson. The Houston Texans were able to select Henry Toa Linebacker out of Alabama, a fifth-round pick. You know that Nick Saban guy, though. I mean, he he will have been well-coached, and that could translate into something. I don't know that it will, but it could. The Arizona Cardinals selected Owen Popoe, linebacker out of Auburn. Hope I said that right. Dallas Cowboys selected an offensive tackle, Seam Richards, out of North Carolina at 169. And then we have a, a couple of fun ones here. Christopher Smith, the second, a safety out of Georgia, goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think that's a stellar pick. I would keep my eye on him. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Payne Durham out of tight end, a tight end out of Purdue. I don't think that'll turn into much, but it very well could. I, you know, it's possible. He's just whatever. The New York Giants select Eric Gray, a running back out of Oklahoma. It's intriguing, but it's not much. The San Francisco 49ers select Robert Beale Jr., an edge out of Georgia. The Los Angeles Rams select back-to-back players, Warren McClendon Jr., an offensive tackle out of Georgia. And then Davis Allen, a tight end out of Clemson. The Indianapolis Colts and the Rams round out round five with Evan Hole to the Colts, a running back out of Northwestern. And Puka Nakua, a wide receiver out of BYU to the Rams. That is round five. Round six. Dr. Pepper is really good. Round six. The Dallas Cowboys are on the clock after a trade that started with the Chicago Bears. Went to Miami, went to Kansas City, and ended up with Dallas. Um, You'll see a lot of that a lot of times day three of the draft. But the Dallas Cowboys selected Eric Scott Jr., cornerback out of Southern Mississippi. The Green Bay Packers select Carl Brooks, a linebacker to Bowling Green. The Arizona Cardinals select Catrell Clark, corner out of Louisville. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Josh Hayes, defensive back, uh, Kansas State. The Los Angeles Rams select Trevius Hodges-Tomlinson, a cornerback out of TCU. J.L. Skinner, a safety, goes to the Denver Broncos. The New York Jets select Zaire Barnes, Linebacker out of Western Michigan. 
The Jacksonville Jaguars select Parker Washington, a wide receiver. The Titans select Jalen Duncan, offensive tackle out of Maryland. Ah, here we go. Four of the next five are very intriguing. The New England Patriots select Kayshawn Boot, wide receiver, LSU. Kayshawn Boot was at one time projected to be the best receiver in this class. And he falls big time. Saving grace, he's in an organization that has been known to make later picks thrive. The New England Patriots select Kayshawn, wide receiver out of LSU at 187, and don't be shocked if his number ends up being 87. Um, or how it normally works, it could be 18, it could be 87, it could be 17, uh, or it could be 81. Those are those are the options for him. Or he could also just say, hey, you know, 13 wide receivers are drafted in front of me, so that's the number I'm going to wear. I'll be very interested to see what number he takes. The Philadelphia Eagles select Tanner McKee, quarterback out of Stanford. Not going to play much, but you don't need your backup to play much. You just need him to be ready. I love that pick by the Eagles. O'Shawn Mathis, an edge out of Nebraska, went to the Rams. Decent pick. The next two picks are very interesting to me, though. You have Luke Whipler, a center out of Ohio State. Uh, he goes to the Cleveland Browns. And again, you're building a very good offensive line for Cleveland once again. They've had one for years. They're running the ball all over the place. I don't currently see the narrative that Deshaun Watson is not going to play well this season. I think they've given him a lot of pieces. And I don't think they're done. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Trey Palmer, a wide receiver out of Nebraska, in what appears to be at least a five-team trade by the end of it. It started with Green Bay, goes to L.A., the Houston, Philadelphia, and then ends up with Tampa. Um, That's the NFL draft for you. The New England Patriots were back on the clock. They take Bryce Berenger, so they draft both a kicker and a punter. Tells you what they're thinking. And also, the Washington Commanders are back on the clock, and they take Chris Rodriguez Jr., running back out of Kentucky. Interesting. Interesting. Let me make a note real quick here. The Washington Commanders take a running back out of Kentucky. That is intriguing. The Kansas City Chiefs. Take Keandre Coburn, defensive tackle out of Texas. The New Orleans Saints finally take a wide receiver that could turn into something for them potentially. A.T. Perry, wide receiver out of Wake Forest. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock at 196. They take Jose Ramirez, an edge player out of Eastern Michigan. The Miami Dolphins take Elijah Higgins, wide receiver out of Stanford. 198. The Seattle Seahawks select Jarek Reed II, safety out of New Mexico. And you know, when I saw this name, I thought, wow, how are they going to pronounce this pick? And then I realized, how am I going to pronounce this pick? Uh, The Baltimore Ravens at the Tom Brady selection, 199, selected Malaisala Amave Laulu. Or Laulu, uh, offensive tackle out of Oregon. And all I know is that's going to be a jersey that people will not like spelling. 
Uh, pick number 200, the Los Angeles Chargers select Scott Matlock, defensive tackle out of Boise State. The Houston Texans at 201 selected Jarrett Patterson, center out of Notre Dame. At 202, Jacksonville Jaguars select Christian Braswell, cornerback out of Rutgers. 203, Amari Burney, a linebacker out of Florida. And then there was Jarek Bernard Converse, a cornerback from LSU, goes to the Jets. The Houston Texans, a wide receiver, Xavier Hutchinson, as well as the Bengals taking Andre uh, Eosivas. And then Anders Coburn, or Anders Carlson. Where did Coburn come from? Uh, Anders Carlson, kicker out of Auburn, goes to the Green Bay Packers. Jacksonville Jaguars select Eric Hallett, defensive back. The New York Giants select Trey Hawkins the, the third. Cornerback, the Patriots select, selected DeMari, DeMario Douglas, a wide receiver out of Liberty. The Indianapolis Colts select Titus Leo, an edge player out of Warner. And then here is one of the picks that I thought was just really cool. Um, Deuce Vaughn to the Dallas Cowboys. And you're thinking a running back in the sixth round at 212 is interesting. I don't know if you've seen the story yet or not, but his dad is a scout for the Dallas Cowboys. And his dad calls Deuce and just says, Hey, man, it's Dad, by the way. What's, what, what do you got going on next week? Nothing. How would you feel about coming to work with me? As a guy that gets to work with his dad, is there any cooler phone call that can be made? You have the opportunity to get to go work with your dad, both doing what you love. That is awesome. That's amazing. Deuce Vaughn, running back Kansas State to the Dallas Cowboys, future pro bowler and Hall of Famer. The Arizona Cardinals select Dante Still as a defensive tackle out of Western Michigan, or West West Virginia, sorry, because the next pick is Amir Speed. Uh, no, I did not just say Amir Speed. His name is Amir Speed. He's a defensive back out of Michigan State. Then another pick that was kind of interesting, the Los Angeles Rams selected Zach Evans, running back out of Ole Miss. And then at 216, the San Francisco 49ers selected D. Winters, Linebacker out of TCU. And then at 217, the Cincinnati Bengals selected Brad Robbins, a punter out of Michigan. And we have 10 minutes left, and we're going to do it. Home stretch. Home stretch. At pick number 218, the Chicago Bears selected Travis Bell, a defensive tackle out of Kennesaw State. At pick number 219, the Detroit Lions selected Antoine Green, a wide receiver out of North Carolina. He may get some playing time with that Jamison Williams suspension. At pick number 220, Zach Kuntz, tight end out of Old Dominion to the Jets. 221, Jalen Jones, cornerback, Texas A&M to the Indianapolis Colts. 222, Dwayne McBride, running back out of UAB, goes to the Vikings. Another punter to the Rams, Ethan Evans. DeMarco Hellams, a safety out of Alabama to the Falcons. Jovan Gwynn, a guard out of South Carolina to the Falcons. They had back-to-back picks. Cooper Hodges, an offensive tackle to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then again, the Jaguars selected defensive tackle Raymond Vohasek uh, out of North Carolina. Colton Dowell to the Titans, a wide receiver. Cool. Round seven, you got a wide receiver. This guy's going to be amazing now, but still. (sighs) Then the Ravens. The Ravens select a guy named Andrew Voorhees. Andrew Voorhees, a guard out of USC. And that name normally wouldn't mean anything, but 
Voorhees was probably a top four round selection prior to tearing his ACL in the combine. And the combine is where a lot of these players go. Next year, we'll have more time to talk about the combine, I think. I'm currently game planning some ideas in my head that I'll talk over with Monica as far as how the combine will work and what we can do to to kind of cover that. But the combine is where a lot of these players will go and they'll work out for teams so the teams can kind of get a feeling of certain times that they run in the 40, a three-cone drill. Uh, Darnell Washington was a guy that literally hurt it looked like the uh, the tackling guy. I don't know what the the best word for him is. I'm sorry. Uh, but Andrew Voorhees tore his ACL during that, that week, and that's really unfortunate for him. But he lands in a great spot. He gets to sit out this year, won't play probably at all. Next year, he'll be able to really do something. Pick number 230, Nick Broker, guard out of Mississippi State. Or, I'm sorry, Ole Miss. <laughs> sorry, Ole Miss fans. And then Las Vegas Raiders selected Nesta Jade Silvera at 231, a defensive tackle out of Arizona State. That's why I said Mississippi State. The Green Bay Packers selected Carrington Valentine, a corner out of Kentucky. Andre Jones Jr. and Edge goes to the Washington Commanders, as well as Jason Taylor II, no relation to Jason Taylor. Uh, Safety out of Oklahoma State goes to the Rams. The Green Bay Packers. Selected Lou Nichols III, running back out of Central Michigan. The Indianapolis Colts select Jake Witt, offensive tackle out of Northern Michigan University. And the Seattle Seahawks made me angry again because they drafted Kenny McIntosh. What are you doing? Why? Like, there's not another position of need that you'd rather throw a dart at the board than running back? Come on, man. Yes, I'm partly saying that because every running back the Seattle Seahawks take kills Ken Walker K-9. It kills his draft stock. Anyways. The Miami Dolphins are on the clock at 238. They take Ryan Hayes, a offensive tackle out of Michigan. The Chargers selected Max Duggan, quarterback out of TCU. Not going to play a lot, but you don't want him to. But I think he's good there in a pinch. Jacksonville Jaguars select Derek Parrish, an edge player out of Houston. The Pittsburgh Steelers select a guy that had it not been for a medical issue. Had it not. Um, you know, he he had his best season in 22. He missed almost all of 2021 with a knee injury. Had it not been for that, he probably would have been a higher pick. So the Steelers... At 241, they might have gotten a cornerback that, by the way, matches almost identically what Joey Porter Jr. does. They might be building their own Legion of Boom. Now, we'll see what happens. Seventh-round picks, you're not really expecting a whole lot, but they could turn into something. At 242, the Green Bay Packers select Anthony Johnson Jr., safety out of Iowa State. The New York Giants at 243 take Jordan Riley, an offensive tackle. The Cowboys come up and take Jalen Brooks, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Isaiah Bolden, a cornerback, cornerback to the New England Patriots. DJ Ivy, defensive back, Miami to the Bengals. Braden Willis, a tight end to, from Oklahoma to the 49ers. Brandon Hill, another guy that I thought would probably go a little higher than this, and he didn't. But the safety out of Pittsburgh ends up in Houston with the Texans. And then... You have Moro Ojomo, uh, defensive tackle 
out of Texas, Nick Jones, a cornerback out of Ball State to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and Moro Ojomo went to the Eagles. And, and the last pick of the future Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers, 251, they selected Spencer Anderson, a guard out of Maryland. I like the pick. We need offensive line help, something fierce. We just, we, we really need to figure something out. Um, then you have Alex Austin, a cornerback, going to the Bills. Ronnie Bell, wide receiver from Michigan, going to the 49ers. He was one of their best players. I like that pick for the 49ers. And then Javarius Owens, a New York Giants pick, a safety out of Houston. And let's round out these last ones here, and then I want to talk to you about something if I have time. Jalen Graham, a linebacker out of Purdue to the 49ers. Green Bay Packers, Grant DuBose, wide receiver out of Charlotte. Denver Broncos, Alex Forsyth, center out of Oregon. The Chicago Bears selected Kendall Williamson, defensive back out of Stanford. And Mr. Irrelevant, the final pick of the 2023 NFL Draft, Deswan Johnson. Defensive end, Toledo, to the Rams. Look, there's only 259 selections. And way more than 259 players are up to be drafted. So every year, there are a host of guys who don't get their name called. During the draft. But they get it called after. And they make something happen. And. I think I saved this. I'm going to look it up real quick if I didn't. Um, I didn't save it. So I'm just going to look it up real quick. Hold on. Ryan Clark of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, tweeted the following. If he wouldn't tweet so much, I could find it. (laughs) Um, See here, seven hours ago. Okay. Nope. I'm looking for it. Okay. Ryan Clark tweeted the following. Going undrafted hurts. Hard to accept that no one believed in you. But sooner you do, the better. It's important one person believes and that's you. Hug those who support you. Pick your head up and get to the grind. It's time to go make a team. All love. An undrafted free agent. Then you might be thinking, who is Ryan Clark? Um, well, Ryan Clark is one of my all-time favorite players. Um, I miss his style of play in Pittsburgh. It was a little reckless. Um, you know, it was uh, very careless at times. Basically been out of the league since 2014, but he played with the Steelers from 2006 until 2013. Um, oh, I'm going to get, oh man, wow. I did not think I'd get emotional talking about Ryan Clark. 
Uh, Ryan Clark, in his career, played 177 games. And he was just the perfect complement to Troy Polamalu. He made the Pro Bowl, and he won a Super Bowl. He played in two Super Bowls. Now, to be fair, Ryan Clark's level of play was often careless and reckless. And if he didn't make just the right move, we were probably going to pay for it. But man... Ryan Clark will go down, in my book, as one of the most influential Steelers ever. Um, I just miss that style of defense. And he announced his retirement after playing 13 years in the NFL. Um, this was eight years ago now. He was signed in 2002 as an undrafted free agent. He joined the Washington Redskins at the time in 2004 for two seasons. But he went on to join Pittsburgh where he spent seven years and started 109 games before one more season with the Commanders than the Redskins in 2014. Let's just look up his stats. That was my pen falling. In 2014. There's a penalty log for him. Unnecessary roughness. Imagine that. (laughs) I can't believe they don't have any of his stats here. That's weird. There we go. Career stats. Well, they don't have that either. This is making me mad. Okay. See if this works. There we go. In 2014, he had 102 total tackles, 69 solo, 33 assists. He had half a sack. And he even had an interception in his last ever NFL season. Dude was just so good. At being an enforcer. 104 tackles in 2013 when he was with the Steelers. Um, He had 102 tackles in 2012. He had 100 tackles in 2011. One of our best years. If it weren't... If it weren't for the Baltimore Ravens and Tim Tebow that year. Um, In 2010... He had 90 tackles. 2009, 89. 2008, year we won the Super Bowl, he had 87. 2007, he had 22. He got hurt that year. He didn't play a whole lot. Um, In 2006, he played the majority of that season. He had 72 tackles. Undrafted free agents can make it, guys. That's my whole point, and I, I need to stop now, but that's my whole point. You're going to hear the, the the big names. Arian Foster was undrafted, and he was amazing. Yeah. 
but we don't talk about Ryan Clark. We should. The dude single-handedly changed Pittsburgh's ability playing back there with Troy Polamalu. Tomorrow, we'll begin reviewing divisions and what they did, what their schedules look like as far as, you know, not their schedules, but their, their depth charts. Until then, take care.